Hi everyone, Seth Weiner here, your Rockshineer. You're tuned in to Coffee Connections, Insights with Innovators, and we've got a great show in store for you all. Uh, thanks for joining us. As a reminder, maybe you missed one of our 56 episodes. Pop on over to coffeeconnections.live for all of the, they're all videoed there. And we've got the audio. I'm a little lazy. The audio is there, but I got to plug it in for you so you can get it on your uh, podcasting softwares and, you know, all the likes and all that stuff. But hey, it's on YouTube, so you can tube it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, um, gosh, there's so much to talk about, but we're going to jump into the show here in a second. Uh, I've got, I want to tell you, uh, one of our upcoming guests, though, coming up is um, if you're a nonprofit, you need to pay attention to this one. It's windfall data. And I'll tell you more about them on social media, but on the quick, uh, you'll want to know about the show because they do a data poll of all of your supporters and they let you know all sorts of insights. So when you're planning your fundraising, it's nice to know who your supporters are, where they classify and all this sort of stuff. But there's a lot of insights that they're going to share. So that one, I, I really, I want to let everyone know about because it's uh it's something, it's a really good tool for you all. So kind of breaking the mold here and not just talking to our nonprofits in Atlanta, but I want to give some more uh, tools and resources to you all. Uh, auction season is on. Uh, I tell you, uh, two weeks ago, we were in Memphis, Tennessee. If you were on our um, Facebook and social media, you saw that. And we did a Mempho Music Festival, raising money for St. Jude. And it was phenomenal. A music festival, the bands, I mean, a widespread panic guitar sold for over $15,000. The Avid Brothers banjo at like $5,000. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, wonderful support uh, from the audience there uh, and you know, supporting St. Jude, which incredible organization. So speaking of incredible organizations, let's jump into today's programming, shall we? Today, we've got Megan Anderson, who's the executive director at the Furniture Bank of Metro Atlanta. Now, Megan attended the University of Notre Dame and graduated away to the finance degree back in 99. Uh, from there, she spent a year in the, I think it's called the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. After her year of service, Megan started working over at St. Elizabeth Catholic uh, Worker, a homeless shelter for women and children in Chicago. Speaking of Chicago, I'll be there pretty soon. Uh, she started as the GED and after-school coordinator and then became executive director. So she's got a history of being executive director. Uh, and in 20, oh, sorry, 2003, Megan relocated to Atlanta and she graduated from Georgia State with her master's in social work in 2005. And that's when she began her work at the Furniture Bank. She's been the executive director there for 16 years. During her tenure, uh, the Furniture Bank has increased the number of clients helped annually by approximately 40%. So ladies and gentlemen, please uh, join me in welcoming Megan. Hi, Megan. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's great to have you on the show and uh, someone that's been in the nonprofit world as long as you have and in Atlanta. And boy, you must be a wealth of knowledge. But before we get there, I've got to ask you, do you drink coffee? I do a lot of coffee, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do you, have a, do you happen to have a favorite mug? I do. So you have iced coffee at work because I drink hot coffee what? in the morning. So um, using uh, the pint glass for our upcoming 5K. This is incredible. Hold on a second. You are our first guest to be drinking iced coffee. Now, we've talked about iced coffee, but <laughs> like, let's look at this. Hold on a second. This is incredible. So let me see this glass again. Easy. Oh. <laughs> now, 
Tell us about your iced coffee. Yeah, that's home brewed. Is it? Are we doing cold brew? Are we drip? What's your What's your specialty here? Oh yeah, no, it's just coffee that I like it cold. It's not fancy. With some, you don't do anything special with it. No, with some heavy whipping cream. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, where's your favorite place to drink coffee in Atlanta? Oh, um, good question. I like dancing goats a lot in the theater. Do you ever do their dancing goat yoga? No. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't think they do that. But they, I bet they have a dancing goat yogurt, though. They must have that. They must. Um, <laughs> well, we're here to talk about Furniture Bank. So I'm going to hand it over to you. And please, by all means, let everyone know everything there is to know about yeah. Furniture Bank. All the things, all the things. So, yeah, so the Furniture Bank is a nonprofit and super simple. We give furniture to folks who need it. So um, we were created because it made a lot more sense for there to be one organization doing furniture, just like there should be a food bank in every city, there should be a furniture bank. So clients that are either, you know, moving out of homelessness, fleeing domestic violence, um, low income and having some sort of life crisis that leaves them without furniture. Um, they work really hard in order to get into apartments, but by the time they spend money on first month's rent, security deposit, utilities, they often don't have any money left for furniture. But Furniture is a basic need, right? We all need beds to sleep in. We need tables to eat at, um, you know, couches to watch TV on, things like that. And so we make sure that everyone who comes to us gets the furniture they need um, to live comfortably and safely and, and feel secure and happy and, and, you know, confident in their homes and, and really believe that by providing furniture, we're increasing the chances that clients are able to remain safe and stably housed, right? Which is the ultimate goal. Um, if someone's been homeless and they transitioned into their own apartment, the last thing you want to happen is for them to at some point become homeless again, right? You want to stop that cycle. And so um, we feel that by you know providing that one piece of the puzzle, the furniture, we're an important part of that process and helping people you know stay stably housed. Um, we get referrals from over 200 other nonprofits in the Atlanta area. So wow. you know school social workers, churches, homeless shelters, um, they all send their clients to us when they're ready to get furniture. Um, and each year we give furniture to about 1500 families, um, which ends up being about 5,000 people a year. That's incredible. Wow. Uh, lots of, lots of information there. Is this just in Atlanta or do you reach out to Athens, Savannah, anything like that? Yeah. So we are just in Atlanta, um, mostly serve Fulton, Cobb, DeKalb, um, Gwinnett and Clayton. Um, and then, but there are other French banks throughout the country, um, but we're not like officially affiliated, but other folks do similar work in other cities. Interesting. Um, you mentioned over 200 nonprofits, uh, non MPOs that you work with. So that makes a lot of sense. A lot of social uh, um, activists, not actually social workers, et cetera, that all, you're, everyone's well aware of you and part of the process of helping people. Right. Um, it's, it's just, you know, more, more efficient for one organization to have, to have trucks in a warehouse for furniture, right? If there wasn't a yeah. furniture bank, then every homeless shelter would be, would be trying to figure out that piece on their own. Um, and we can have people that specialize in driving trucks and moving furniture. Um, so it just makes more sense. Now, how do you get the furniture? I imagine that it's donated, yeah. right? Is it donated yeah. by businesses or just individuals or mix of both? Uh, mix of both. So mostly individual households. So say, you know, you buy a new sofa and want to um, donate your old one. Um, we will come pick it up in all those counties I mentioned. Um, we also do get some hotels, um, dorms, um, and companies also donate to us, which is great mm. um, because it's a lot of work, right? To go from house to house, get a sofa here, a bed here. It takes a long time to get up to hold 
full household, right? So if we didn't have some bulk donations, um, that would be a problem. But um, every day we pick up from at least um, 15 households that are giving us furniture. Oh, that's amazing. Now, if someone's in the process of moving um, being uh, from the homeless shelter to a home and you're going to help yeah. get some furniture in there, are they picking stuff out and enjoying that process or are they yeah. just getting what you give? No. Yeah. So they get a half hour private appointment in our warehouse um, and they're able to walk around. We have it set up like a store. Um, so there's a sofa section, a table section, dressers, um, and they are actually given stickers with a number on it and they go through and tag the items they want. And then we either deliver it to them same day or next day, depending on where they're located. That's amazing. Now, if someone had a couch they wanted to donate, but it needed a little bit of repair, you know, it's one of those leather couches that needs a, that's got like cat scratches on it or something like that. Yeah. Are you all cleaning and, and repairing stuff or has it got to be in condition to go? No. Yeah, it's got to be in good condition. We just don't quite have the staff or resources for that. And so mm -hmm. we ask everything to be, you know, not stained or torn um, and just really things come in and they go out the next day. So things need to be just like ready to go. Mm -hmm. Now, with like partnerships with like Goodwill or any of that, do, are they, when their inventory gets high, are they dropping stuff to you or? Um, no, so we do partner in the ways that like they take things that we don't take, right? So we don't take clothing, we don't take books. Mm -hmm. um, so if we end up with stuff like that, we definitely take it to the local Goodwill, you know, near mm -hmm. us. Um, but beyond that, there's not, not a ton of partnership, but um, definitely they, if they can't pick up some furniture, they'll refer the callers to us and vice versa. We do the same. And what about, um, well, where are you located? We are in the west end of Atlanta. So, oh, um, nice. yeah, right off the Lee Street exit off 20. Yes, though that explains the... Um... The train that's going by right now. Can you hear the train? Uh, I can't hear it right now. No. Okay, good. Uh, how, much, how large of a staff do you have? So we have 14 staff members, um, but there are just five of us in the offices, and um, the rest are truck drivers, truck staff, and warehouse staff. So mm -hmm. um, still pretty small. Um get a lot done so it's good yeah and then what about um volunteering what, what, what how do people volunteer for you all yeah so we have a couple ways to volunteer we have some opportunities for individuals um like i talked about the individual shopping experience so we love to have volunteers come down and do that with clients so helping clients pick out the sofa that goes with this chair that looks good with the kitchen table um makes the experience just a lot more exciting um and, and personal for the client um so we have that every day um we also build furniture so sometimes we don't get enough of certain items donated mostly dressers um, and kitchen tables and so groups can come in and build those items for us and so that's a great team building opportunity for companies and churches um, community groups things like that I could totally see like, you know, like as an extra revenue generator for like your uh, fundraiser coming up before the race or after the race or during the race, you know, have like a bunch of Ikea furniture set, you know, sets and then like all the same, you know, people pay money and the winner gets a trips, uh, you know, whatever, gift certificate to Ikea. But like, you know, you have to put whoever can build this bunk bed the quickest, you know, and like get right. your volunteers to do that. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun and people feel really good. You know, it's a concrete accomplishment, right? So you build a table and then, you know, someone's going to be eating off it the next week, which is great. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's really fantastic. Um, it's, some of the stuff on your website was interesting. It was talking about like some of the greatest needs um, and mattresses keep popping up. That's why I put that in the intro there. Talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, you know, mostly when um, folks come to us, the most common family size we get is um one adult and three children. So that's four beds. And typically we serve 40 households a week. So that's a lot of beds we need. Um, 
And so, and also we have, it's a particular challenge sometimes to get the right size beds. Cause if someone's moving in to an apartment with small children, right. they don't, they can't take four king size beds, right? That doesn't work. And so um, we take in mattresses from individuals, but we also take some from retailers. So when they deliver, we look retailers when they deliver a new bed um, to someone who buys it, they offer take away the old. And so um, we take all those in. And so we inspect everything. If it's in good shape, we give it to clients. If it's not in good shape, we make sure it's recycled. Um, so it doesn't end up in the landfill. And I, I imagine you got to have some sort of a, uh... You're very like very cautious about um, bed bugs and this sort of stuff because if that gets in there, your everything's contaminated, right? Oops, I think I lost you there for a second. Whoop, you there? Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah. So yeah, we're uh, very careful about checking things, making sure everything's safe. Also, when we bring in beds, they're used, they're wrapped in plastic and stored in sealed trailers for a period of time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That actually helps make sure that nothing's on them, but then we also just look at them and make sure they're okay. Um, and so and, you know, we're able to make sure everything is in, in good shape. Uh, that makes sense. And what about during, uh, 2020, how did, how did that change? Did yeah. your demand go down? Did your supply inventory go up? Like talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so it was interesting. I mean, we didn't, obviously, no one knew what was going to happen, right? So um, luckily, the way we operate, we were able to, you know, adjust some things so that we didn't really have to shut down for very long. Um, the first thing we did, you know, we shut down completely for a few weeks when we were, you know, everyone was trying to figure stuff out. Um, and, you know, the hard part about that was we had clients that were already on our schedule, that were already in housing, that were living without furniture. And so for us to call them and say, you know, hey, we can't, we have to delay this appointment, you know, it was heartbreaking for them. And so we were able to raise money from individual donors and actually just purchase beds online, the like mattresses that come in a box um, and had them just directly delivered to clients so that at least they oh, had yeah. beds to sleep on. Um, so that was great. We were so fortunate that, you know, donors stepped up and helped us make that happen. Um, so that was kind of our first, first thing we did. Um, and then after that, we, you know, changed a little bit about how we operated. So we started using the sticker system so clients can shop in our warehouse by themselves or with one volunteer, but not in like a large group. Um, and so there's just not a lot of contact, right? And we can deliver in someone's home while they wait outside, um, things like that. And so um, that's been good that we've been able to get back up to speed pretty quickly just because of, you know, how we operate. It's, it's relatively safe. Um, we did see some uptick actually in donations. I think people were mm -hmm. stuck at home and cleaning out closets, um, yeah, right, cleaning yeah. out basements, um, getting sick of furniture and buying new furniture. Um, so that part was great. Um, it was interesting on the client side, I think the demand went up, but it was harder for folks to access our services because we use so many referral agencies and some of those referral right. agencies weren't open. Right. So like school social workers weren't seeing kids because the kids were mm -hmm. at home. So they didn't know kids didn't have beds. Um, food stamps offices were closed to the public. So, um, we actually had to adjust a little bit. And so we started doing um, like letting people just come directly to us to get furniture without a referral agency, just because we didn't want people having to wait until those agencies opened um, mm. to get services. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So this is so much that you don't even think of. Um, yeah, how we didn't think about that. Happened. We we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> we can't we can't tell them to go get a referral from the school social worker because right. they're not going to school. So that's not gonna yeah. that's not gonna help um, anyone. Yeah. And what about like uh, Serta or like some of these like mattress companies? Are do you have like partners with them that they're just like you know giving you like last year's inventory. Yeah. So we do have with all, you know, lots of retailers, they, um, 
luckily sometimes they make mistakes in production. So we like when that right. happens, like if the tag doesn't go on the right place and then we get them. So that's always a big win for us. So oh yeah, we, we root for manufacturing mistakes so we can get the, um, the new beds. <laughs> that makes sense. And you've been an executive director for a while. What, um, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in your, in your time? Yeah. So, I mean, just for us, for the furniture bank, a lot of it's been, you know, size, um, how we operate. So when I started, we just had one truck, you know, now we have five. Um, so serving a lot more folks. Um, but as far as service delivery in Atlanta, you know, our clients are more spread out than they used to be. It used to be that almost all our clients were um, located inside the city limits in Fulton County. Um, but now we definitely see, you know, a spread kind of of the need out into other outlying areas. So we've had to adjust for that um, as far as, you know, where we deliver to and making sure we're still getting to folks. Um, so that's been, that's been great. Um, I think that, you know, also there's been a big push for it's called housing first. So essentially, you know, it used to be that folks were homeless. They went to a homeless shelter then they went into transitional shelter and then they eventually got into their own apartment. Um, you know, now the city's focus is really on getting people housed quickly um, because people are just more successful if they're in their own, ho own home. So getting them into apartments mm -hmm. quickly and then wrapping services around them. And so we're a big part of that, right? Because if you're going to move someone quickly into housing, furniture needs to be available quickly. And so, um, we've luckily been able to step into that role, which has been fun as well. Awesome. Well, all this costs money. You know, it takes, I mean, you mm -hmm. mentioned five trucks. It's not just the trucks, it's the gas, it's the maintenance, it's the drivers, all it's the, the licensing. I mean, on and on and on. The warehouse, all this sort of stuff. Where do you get your money from? Yeah, so our budget's right about a million. Um, you know, when I started, we were largely government funded. We are not uh -huh. um, as much anymore. And so, um, we've kind of tried to switch to be a little bit more, um, self-sufficient, right? So generating some revenue in some ways. So, um, interestingly enough, we make some money off old mat bad mattresses. So if mattresses are in bad shape. We're able to recycle those. Um, mm -hmm. we also charge a fee to pick up furniture. So if you donate furniture to us and it's outside, that's free. Um, but we started offering different levels of service. Like if you need a next day pickup inside your home, um, we charge some fees for that. Um, and so that generates, you know, revenue as well. Um, now, those, that, are those fees um, tax deductible for folks? Um, actually, not really, because they're getting a service, right? So it's more like you're paying for the service, which is I'm moving and I need my furniture out in the next three hours. Can you come right now? Right. Um, but would they but be able to write off the furniture? Tax deductible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Excellent. And so then we get money from foundations and corporations. Um, we have two main fundraisers one's a gala one is a 5k um and then individuals as well and you've got the 5k coming up on october yes. 23rd the race Less than for two weeks rest. right yeah uh-huh talk about this one here so uh, this is at it's hosted by monday night uh, monday night brewing uh what exactly is going on here what yes. tell us about this race is at the monday night garage which is their location in the west end so just right mm -hmm. across the train tracks from the furniture bank um, it's a fun 5k. It's a Peachtree qualifier. It starts at nine. Um, and at the end of the race, everyone gets a free beer from Monday night, um, a sample Bloody Mary from ASW. Um, and actually we just found today a Chick-fil-A sandwich. So hey. runners get all that. And there's an after party with a live band. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, we're expecting about 600 runners and 601. I might have yes, to sign up. There you go. And then the shirts are really soft and cool. So you should totally do it. Awesome. And if I'm you win, runner, you so get a pint glass. 
Oh, if you win. If you win your age group, you get a fight pass. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fast runner. Uh, I just like to run. So yeah, well, that's uh, good. I'll I'll check that out. But folks, you can go to furniturebankatlanta.org, and while there, you know, go ahead and make a donation. Um, I got to tell you, while looking at your website, um, as a auctioneer, I noticed I recognized someone in Lance. Oh, Lance. Mm-hmm. Lance actually is a. For the National Auctioneer Association, he uh, is one of the instructors for the BAS program, which is the Benefit Auctioneer Specialist. Uh, and uh, he's a fi- fine man, just a really, really good good person, great uh, wow. great um, auctioneer. And Lance, uh, Lance's son actually worked for me uh, as an auctioneer at the Mempho Fest I mentioned on the uh, start of the program. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So my mom used to be a principal of a school in Ohio and Lance uh-huh. used to do her auction. He does lots of auctions in Cincinnati. And one year our auctioneer fell through and I called Lance and then he's been our auctioneer ever since. <laughs> That's great. Oh yeah. Uh, Lance's Lance's class yeah. act. Good people. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, well, um, is there anything that we didn't hit that you wanted to bring up? I don't think so. Just, you know, that we'd love to have folks come in and, and see what we do, right? Whether it's shopping with clients or mm-hmm. building furniture. Um, you know, we really struggled over the last year that um, companies couldn't really come volunteer, right? So actually, obviously, no companies wanted to come in a big group and be right. in an enclosed space, right? Oh, the corporate volunteering. That's great. Yeah. So we are really hope that's starting to pick up a little bit. And mm-hmm. we're just really hoping that that will continue to grow because it's a big source of furniture for us. Um, and then also we realized, you know, that's also where we get a lot of new supporters, right? So when it comes to advertising, yeah. say our race, we haven't had any new volunteers over the last year because of COVID. So um, really hoping, you know, if listeners are working for a company and they're looking for something fun to do, um, we can do it at our warehouse. We also can bring the furniture building to your company. Um, so we can bring all the building supplies to you as well. Um, so we'd love to have folks do that. That's fantastic. You know, you mentioned relationships and uh, think about the relationship you have with the city and the relationship of, you have with supporters, donors. How do you maintain that? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption that someone that's been helped by you wants to give back and that's probably a source. But how do you make this something that people are connected to on an annual basis? Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the good things for us is that we have a very easy entry point. Right. So because people can donate furniture that they no longer want or need to us, that's a relatively easy way to engage first. And then at that point, hopefully then, then it's our, it's our job then to tell our story, right. And want them to get engaged more. Um, but because we have the entry point of, you know, where do I, who can pick up my sofa? Right. Um, that's a really nice advantage that we have. Um, but then it's you know, mm-hmm. up to us then to cultivate them and explain to them why we also need money and volunteer support and all those things. Yeah. This is great. It's uh, super great to talk with you. Really uh, fantastic organization. Um, and thanks for sharing so much about it. Before I let you go, I do ask all of my guests uh, the same question at the close, which is, do you have another organization, a nonprofit in Atlanta that you'd like to recommend to be a guest on Coffee Connections that have some insights? I do. I'm going to stick with the theme of the banks. I think that the Tool Bank is an awesome organization in Atlanta. Um, and it ties in well, like when we have big corporate furniture um, builds, we rely on the tool bank to provide the necessary tools to do that so that we don't have to own them. Um, but they are a great support to a ton of organizations in the Atlanta area. I think they do a great job. I think they'd be good guests. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I have n- I've heard of them, but I have not talked with them. So I oh, look good. forward Perfect. to that. 
Huh. Awesome. Um, and yeah, and folks, as a reminder, go and register for uh, the uh, Race for Rest, and you can do that at furniturebankatlanta.org. Uh, Megan, it was a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you all next week. Enjoy Thank your you. day, everyone.